Good morning. Today is Sunday, January 24th, 2021. I wish I did not have to start this way, but I must criticize and condemn those Jews who acted lawlessly, shamefully, and sinfully over Shabbos in Utrema, violating the rules of Quebec and the rules of public health by gathering in numbers above what is allowed by the law, not wearing masks, not engaging in physical distancing, violating the Torah's prohibition of Vinishmartem, be exceedingly careful concerning your health, which they are not doing. They put themselves at risk for illness and they put others around them at risk. They violate Dina de Malchusadina. The law of the land must be followed and it is clear that Dina de Malchusadina includes those laws that protect its citizens. And most seriously, they have created Chilul Hashem, desecration of God's name. People see these pictures and images and they think who would want to be part of such a group and serve such a God with people that are acting in such a despicable manner. That is the classic casebook example of Chilul Hashem. I have privately engaged with some of the leaders of these communities to try to explain my position in a constructive and civil manner. And I have had several civil conversations, but it is terribly frustrating that forget about the fact that nobody has listened to me. The responses I hear are clear, incorrect understandings of Jewish law and clear distortions of Jewish values. It starts with perceiving the government and public health officials as enemies, doing things like threatening ridiculous lawsuits. The government and the police are trying to protect us from serious illness. They deserve our praise, our thanks, and our cooperation. Some people in these communities, I say this now with firsthand knowledge from my own personal conversations with them. Some people in these communities, including rabbis and so-called community leaders, think they know better than the experts. They don't. They are violating Torah laws and they are endangering the rest of the community. I have tried and will continue to try to exercise whatever persuasive abilities I have but at the very least, we in our community need to be clear about what the Torah says, about what is acceptable, and about what must be condemned. <clears throat> okay, let's move on to another subject. 
This is a discussion that Rabbi Yosef Rimon shared, and I think it's extremely valuable. It's a relevant question. It's also a little bit related to what I mentioned before in a slight way. And the question is like this. Everyone's waiting for the vaccine. Everyone wants the vaccine. There aren't enough all over the world. And everyone is doing whatever they can to get the vaccine as quickly as possible. Is it permissible if you have the opportunity to jump the queue? If you have some way of being able to get the vaccine sooner than regular channels, whether it is by making a donation, whether it is because you know someone, is it permitted to jump the queue? So first of all, before we go any further, let's recognize there are in different places, certain legitimate ways that people can receive the vaccine out of order. Just as an example, in some places, the way it works is they have a, point, a certain number of appointments per day. And at the end of the day, a number of people have not shown up. But once the vaccine has been defrosted, it has to be injected that day. So there are places that will say to the public, listen, let's say we close at five o'clock. At 4.30 p.m., whoever comes, first come, first serve, if there are leftover vaccines, we will vaccinate as many people as possible. Now, if that's something that is done by the health authorities, and that is something that is legitimate, a person can show up there and take their chance. And keep in mind, there is a benefit to society the more people are vaccinated, even if it's not me. I personally benefit simply by more people in this community being vaccinated because that generally brings down the rate of infection and that generally brings down the danger. So I'm not discussing someone who did something in a completely lawful and moral manner. There are certain ways that could happen. That's not what I'm discussing. But the question is, if I have some way to not commit a crime, but jump the queue through influence, through a donation, through somebody I know, and it would seem that there might be a Talmudic source to support this. Because keep in mind, as I have been saying, and many others have been saying all along, this is a situ situation of succumbs to fascists, of a possible threat to life. So. If all the laws of Judaism are set aside to preserve life, then maybe some shortcuts could be taken to be able to get the vaccine quicker. And there's a passage in the Talmud that might seem to support that. Famous passage. The Gemara says, two people are traveling along the road. Along the road. It's a Gemara in Baba Metziah. In one of them has a jar of water and the other does not. And they're in the desert they're lost and they're not going to make it to safety with the amount of water that they have. If they share the water, they will both die. If one of them drinks all of the water, then that person will survive and be able to get back to civilization. What should they do? So that's a dispute. 
Ben Batura says, let them both drink equally. Neither one should do something that causes them to see the death of their fellow. If it means they'll both die, let them both die. Rabbi Akiva says, your brother or sister should live together with you. However, your life comes first. You are required to make sure that your life is saved before you go to save someone else's life. And the halacha is like Rabbi Akiva. So a person could say, my life comes first. So if I have a way to save my life, even if it means that pushing in front of somebody else, then Rabbi Akiva would be a support to say, I should be able to do that. And if I can jump the queue, maybe that should be supported by Rabbi Akiva's position. It sounds like it would make sense, but it's wrong. It's wrong for the following reason. The case in the Gemara is talking about where the, the container of water belongs to one of the two people. So the question for him is, do I drink it all myself or do I share mine with someone else? It is in that situation, Rabbi Akiva says, Chayecha Kodmin, if the water is yours, you must drink it first if that's what's necessary to save your life. Certainly there's no permission for the other person who does not have the water to steal the water from the one who has it, that would be an act of murder. You're not allowed to steal someone else's water to save your life when it means that you're going to cause a risk or, or either a risk or certain death to another person, that would be akin to an act of murder. Here in our situation, the vaccines don't belong to any individual. They belong to the state or they belong to the medical organization that is distributing them. And therefore, for me to do something to try to get ahead of someone else is a violation of Jewish law and is covered not by Rabbi Akiva's case, which is not relevant, but it's covered by a different case. There is a Pasuk that says, famous Pasuk in the Torah, Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdof. Justice, justice must you pursue. Famous Pasuk. We all know that that verse applies within a legal system to pursue justice. But the Me'iri, one of our great commentators, explains that this does not apply only within a courthouse. It actually requires basic fairness in every single area of life. When it's put into a medical context, the Meiri's position would indicate two principles. Number one, those who are at gravest need should go first. That's like basic triage. Person, God forbid, comes into the hospital with, God forbid, a heart attack. They're going to be seen before a person who uh, has a sore leg. Even if the other person came first, 
because we don't only follow a first-come, first-served basis. We follow a needs basis when it comes to medical allocation. Person has the greatest need. You could define it differently. The person who is most sick, person who is most at risk, person who is po could possibly infect others. There are different ways to impose that, imply that, ap apply that. But the second is that two people who have a similar level of need, first come, first served. You don't get to jump the queue. Using your influence, using a donation, using whatever inside information you have to get ahead of someone else is a violation of tzedek, tzedek, tirdof, pursuing justice and fairness in every area of life, and it is not permitted. Rev. Ramon told this story a number of years ago. He was called and he was told that Rabbi Noach Weinberg, a blessed memory, the great Rabbi Noach Weinberg of Yerushalayim, one of our greatest Torah leaders and teachers of the previous generation, that he was sick, deathly sick. And he was asked, Rabbi Ramon, to visit him in the hospital, probably for the last time. Rav Ramon went, of course, and when he got there, the family told him, would you please wait a few minutes because our father, Rav Noach, is being moved to a different room. So he waited and he came in and Rav Noach, Rav Noach Weinberg, had just been wheeled into this new room before he had been in a in a shared room, and now he was in a much a private room, a much nicer room, a much nicer environment. And as Rav Noach was being wheeled in, remember these are the last days of his life. He was being wheeled into this nice, open, beautiful, airy room with a view. He notices that at the doorway, there's a patient on a bed. So he said with alarm, he said, am I receiving this room because you're moving another patient out? Am I only getting this nice room because some other patient is being taken away from this? I refuse to take a nicer room that someone else is in if it means moving them out. I refuse. And his family and the doctor said, no, 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 that's not what happened. This patient is being transferred to a different unit. And that's why the room is empty. There's no one who's being dislocated because this room is available. There's no one who's being dislocated because of you. But Rav Noach, in the last days of his life, facing the end of his life, you see that his character and his sense of fairness was in full view, even under these circumstances. He would not take any advantage if it meant taking it away from someone else. In 1776, Thomas Paine wrote these famous words, 
These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of their country. But he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Those words are applicable today as well. We all want the vaccine as soon as possible. And most of us can think of reasons that we should receive priority. These are the times that try our souls and our true character is revealed. And it can be ugly. Let's make sure our true character is in line with what Judaism teaches in law and in values. Let's make sure when our true character is revealed in trying times that we can be proud of who we are. My friends, I wish you a good day. I wish you a moral day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.